0: Welcome in, everybody, to uh, an episode of Come After Me, I'm a Podcast. This is Madison Morris alongside John Hoover, and we are currently sitting at Tulsa Stadium after the Oklahoma State Cowboys defeated the Tulsa Golden Hurricane at 40-21. to Overall, interesting game, and I say interesting because I think a lot of people were sitting on their seats most of the game, until the very end. But overall, uh, decent football, I guess you could say, John, uh, not the most incredible football going on out there, but it was actually pretty interesting to watch.
1: It was sloppy at times. I thought both teams had too many penalties, uh, untimely penalties. Um, Mike Gundy sat down, okay, when when, when we're as sports writers or broadcasters or whatever, we've got ideas in our head when we go into the postgame press conference. I need to ask him about this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write about that. What did I tell you when we were getting ready to go downstairs to the interview room? I'm going to write about the defense. I think they made all the difference in this game. Right. I sit down, and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to phrase this question to Mike Gundy? Mike Gundy finally comes in the room, which was about 115 degrees, and he sits down, and he says, kudos to the defensive coaching staff and the players. He said later on in the press conference, this is as good as he's felt about the defense in a mm-hmm. long time. How about that? That's this, that's big time right the there. The Oklahoma State defense basically won them the game.
0: Yes. No, without a doubt, honestly, because it – it looked pretty treacherous there in the second quarter of the game because Tulsa really started closing in on the Cowboys. Uh, they even took a 21-20 to lead when Oklahoma State opened up the game at a 17-0 lead. Yeah. That's, not, that's not okay, and that's not what Cowboy fans wanted to see. So it was a little disheartening for them. And I, I totally agree that I think the defense really did step up and win this game because they were finally able to make the adjustments that Jim Knowles was barking at them. And they were able to put a stop to Tulsa's running offense. And, I mean, Tulsa was even – they were throwing great as well. It, it just, like, it was a never-ending thing because once they got hot, they stayed hot, and they really started to put pressure on Oklahoma State.
1: Right. Um, it looked like Tulsa had uh, Tulsa had more yards at halftime. They had more points. They had more first downs. They were doing a better job of controlling the line of scrimmage. Zach Smith was starting to heat up as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was starting to find Keelan Stokes and some other receivers uh, in the passing game. And then in the third quarter, everything just changed. They shut them down. I think they had 138 yards, mm-hmm. uh, Tulsa did, on seven possessions. Ended up with eight first downs. But the biggest play of the game, arguably, I mean, uh, Tulsa's is down 34-21, uh, 33-21. So like, 30, 20. And Tulsa is trying to kick a field goal for some reason, and then they call timeout, and then they run their offense back out there, and then Mike Gundy calls timeout. Mike Gundy reveals to us, that the blitz, where they blitz a linebacker, they blitz a, what looked like the Mike linebacker and the strong safety and Colby Peel. Colby Peel comes free and sacks Zach Smith for a loss of nine on fourth and basically fourth and goal almost. Mm-hmm. Mike Gundy says, he raises his hand, points at himself and says, I called up that blitz. He was proud. He was proud. Sure he was. <laughs> uh, he, he was proud of the defensive staff. He was proud of what he said the players were uh, for, for, for taking the teaching and mm-hmm. putting it out there on the field in the second half. That was impressive. But when it came right down to it, it was Mike Gundy that called the timeout. Mike Gundy that said, Jim, Knowles, the defensive coordinator. We need a blitz here.
0: Oh, yeah. And I I I thought it was a great call because that was a big moment, especially for the entire team, basically, because that really ignited uh, just a lot of adrenaline and a lot of energy to finish out this game. That was a big-time play because I remember sitting in our chair thinking, if Tulsa scores on this drive, that is just – that's really going to make this an interesting game, and I think I don't, I don't know if Oklahoma State would be able to answer. Obviously they were, but I didn't know if they could.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, the Cowboys go ahead and complement that with what? With a 75-yard touchdown run on the game's right. first play. That was that
0: Then was the next stupid. drive,
1: it's a 30-yard touchdown run by Chuba Hubbard. He finishes the game with a 33-yard touchdown run, and then Tyler Wallace, all he does is catch a 90-yard touchdown pass. No big deal. Oklahoma State, because of guys like that, if they stay healthy. You know, fingers crossed. Those guys stay healthy. Oklahoma State has a puncher's chance mm-hmm. against anybody because those guys are exceptional athletes. They're exceptional sure. at what they do. Especially Tyler Wallace. Uh, Chuba said that you know he, he the offensive line. He he got the football on the first uh, touchdown, 75 yarder. He said he, the offensive line opened holes everywhere, and mm-hmm. he didn't even have to choose. He didn't even have to look. He just ran forward, uh, wide open, virtually untouched. So. You put all that together, and then Matt Amendola hits a couple of field goals. Mm-hmm. You put all that together, it's a fairly solid performance. Listen, I saw Twitter. I know Oklahoma State fan right now is very bent out of shape about <laughs> being behind Oklahoma, uh, behind Tulsa by 21-20 at halftime. I think on the whole, this was a fairly solid performance. I think yeah. we're looking in t- at Tulsa at a team that might have some potential.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's what a lot of people were saying going into this game, is that Tulsa's really not a team that you can just sleep on because – they didn't have this spectacular performance against Michigan State, but it wasn't terrible because everyone's been saying they actually have a pretty good defense, and they were able to prove that today by putting a lot of pressure on the young quarterback who yeah. stayed in the entire game. And I like what Mike Gundy had to say about that. He said that basically just because Spencer Sanders was having a lackadaisical performance, that's no reason to pull him out and discourage him. It's a reason to challenge him and to keep him in there. And so, I don't know. Overall, like I don't think it's just about how a team – Is looking at halftime. I think it's about how they finish the game. In Oklahoma State, they were able to keep Tulsa completely scoreless the entire second half of the game, and they finished the game on a strong note. So that actually speaks a lot more volumes about this team than I think it does going into halftime and it looking a
1: little lousy. If if they had won this game uh, forty to what was the score twenty one? If they had won this game forty to twenty one, and they got out to a forty to nothing lead and then coasted to a twenty one, you know, gave up twenty one, would that say anything more? Than maybe the, the kind of uh, resilience that we saw in the second half, the adjustments that we saw from the coaching staff, bringing an extra man out of coverage, down to the line of scrimmage to, to take away that pulling tackle and pulling pulling uh, tight end that, that Tulsa was exploiting. Mm-hmm. Um, to you made it, I'm sorry, OSU made adjustments. Um, OSU, to me, showed resilience. Yeah, sure, they've got good players, and yeah, sure, they made bonehead mistakes. But in relation to Sanders, here's a, here's a redshirt freshman making his third career start he uh, he was getting frustrated. Mike Gundy mm-hmm. said was getting frustrated at himself is what Spencer Sanders said in right. the, po- the post game press conference. Uh, and you start to see maybe a little bit of maturity when mm-hmm. he gets up to the line of scrimmage on that, you know, t- uh, on the touchdown run. I'm trying to remember how long it was. 27 yard touchdown run that put Oklahoma State back in front. Spencer Sanders gets up to the line of scrimmage. He sees a blitz coming. He gets out. He says, "That's they're they're sending the house. They're bringing the house on this blitz." He gets out of the pocket and realizes he's got one-on-one down the field. Tylen Wallace is Mm -hmm. blocking for him. Touchdown. Yeah. And he knew right away this is going to the house. Oh, for sure. So that's the kind of resilience to me that your quarterback, going through some growing pains, some frustration, he's mad at receivers, he's mad at himself, Mm -hmm. he's mad at the coaches, not getting the play in quick, whatever. And then in third quarter, fourth quarter, he's pulling away and he's making plays. Yeah. I think he grew tonight.
0: I think he did too. And I think that's what uh, my gunny was talking about. Uh, I really—I forgot who asked this question in the postgame presser, but someone asked him that if challenges like Spencer Sanders saw tonight, is that a good growing tool for him, especially with them going to Austin next weekend, and that's going to be—that's going to be a tough matchup for the young guy because it is going to be the first Big Twelve uh, game of the season, but it's also going to be a major test to how well he can hold up on the road because. I'm not a football player, but I've been to Austin. That's a hard place to play. And it's just, it's going to be a million and five degrees. It was really hot out there today here in Tulsa, but go down to Austin, you're not going to be able to breathe (laughs) in that air. So it's just, it's a big test for him. And I think he did prove uh, to himself, to his coaches, and to Cowboy fans tonight that he was able to hang in there and make some good plays because he did clean it up a little bit in the second half. Uh, He was able to connect with Tylan Wallace really well. He was able to read Chuba a little bit better. Uh, he was even able to get some other guys involved. So that's, you know, that's a big character adjustment for a quarterback, especially in a guy like Spencer Sanders when he is so young and uh, he has a lot of experience left. It's just, it's it's kind of an exciting thing that I think Cowboy fans should look forward
1: to. I agree. Um, and, and when I say puncher's chance, I mean, they, I think they can go to Austin next week and win the football game. Yeah. I'm not calling it yet. I'm not making a prediction yet, but I certainly think Oklahoma State uh, is not a prohibitive underdog for this game mm-hmm. so um, I didn't think Sean Gleason had a particularly good first half
0: mm, yeah
1: and yeah. Uh, th- there were some calls and some curious I'm trying to remember a, a third and third and nine I think or eight somewhere in there and he he basically Sanders just takes off on a kind of a sprint right yeah you know, Joe Montana made a play famous sprint right option yeah uh, that was the touchdown to drew to uh Oh, my gosh, my brain just stopped working. Clark, <laughs> Dwight Clark. Uh, that was the catch, you know, that Joe Montana made his career with. Hello? That's good. Heard of beeping? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had beeps. We got beeps in the press Here's box. There's beeps. And it looked like on that particular play he had a sprint right with no option. So it's mm-hmm. basically a single wing quarterback keeper. Get out there and beat your man. It's like, what? What yeah. kind of call was that? Then there were about four or five of those. Sean Gleason, uh, Spencer Sanders – Mike Gundy all said, really really thankful for the defense tonight. Yeah. And I think all of them were because of they
0: were.
1: the the compilation of kind of goofy play calling sometimes. Mm-hmm. Spencer Sanders letting some ball sail and getting frustrated at himself. Throw in the fact Tulsa's good defensively. They're not great. They're not elite, but they're good defensively. Mm-hmm. And tonight they were playing man-to-man coverage. They were mm-hmm. saying, Tyler Wallace, we got you. Oh, yeah. Really? That's not very smart. And then <laughs> when you're backing those guys up to help him, there goes Chuba.
0: Yeah, that's true. like
1: that's this that I don't know about Tulsa's defensive game plan against these guys tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if they read it right, but at the same time, it's like this really gave the offense the good challenge I think they needed going into next weekend. Yeah. Because I asked both Chuba and Spencer the exact same question, and I asked them what challenges did Tulsa's defense present to you guys tonight that helped you felt or helped you feel better prepared to start Big uh, Big Twelve conference play next weekend. And they both said that Tulsa gave them a lot of adversity tonight. And I think that's completely fair to say because obviously Spencer, he had a little bit of a struggling night. He did have his first career interception tonight. He did uh, force a fumble that just, uh, it was ugly. It didn't look good. And that's kind of where the frustration started to flare for this guy. And so also Chuba, yeah, he ran for what, 256 yards. That's Phenomenal, and that is his second game this season to have it like that. I also am convinced he's just better on the road this season for some reason because yeah. that happened in Corvallis, mm-hmm. didn't even break a hundred in Stillwater, but here we are in Tulsa tonight, and that's happening. So, but they both thirty-two did,
1: carries for him. Tonight.
0: That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot of ball touches. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's just such it's such a telling moment for them because, like, they are they're going to face a lot of adversity next weekend, and as Big 12 play continues. And so they did say that this game tonight really helped them prepare for that. Uh, They did have to kind of dig themselves out of a hole, Uh and I think that was great for their character and kind of how they developed and get ready for next week.
1: Um, We hear a lot, and I think this is going around like a a virus at the coaches' convention every year, (laughs) because you hear a lot now, winning is hard. Yeah. I agree with that. Winning is hard. It's hard. Beating another football team on the scoreboard is a difficult thing to do. Uh, the fact that Oklahoma State walks out of here with a with a twenty point win, nineteen point win, uh, shutout in the second half, ninety yard touchdown, seventy five yard touchdown, you're really going to complain about that? Yeah, you know, I think Pretty that's that's, think not, that's not too bad. <laughs> Let's go over a couple stats real quick. Chuba Hubbard, we mentioned thirty two carries, two hundred and fifty six net yardage, two five six. Okay, okay. Three, okay, Chuba. Three touchdowns, not bad. That's eight yards of carry. Um, receiving, Tylen Wallace, five catches, 118 yards. Uh, so he only had four for 28 mm. before the 90-yarder. Nice. Plus, did Mike Gundy say four 15-yard per, uh, pass interference penalties? Yes. I thought there was three, but Mike Gundy said four, so he was He
0: may – I really don't know. There was a lot of interesting things that happened down there.
1: Tulsa decided it would be better when the ball's in the air to just – Instead just, of taking a 40-yard completion, just hold him, tackle him, grab him <laughs> for 15. Just throw him down. Spencer Sanders, 12 of 22. Not terrible. No. Not the most efficient night he's ever had, of course, but not terrible. Uh, one interception, one touchdown, 169 yards passing. That 90-yarder made it look really good. That, That'll help your stats.
0: That was big time. And uh, Gavin Lang, the head SID for football, was actually telling the press box that that is the third longest uh, completion pass for a touchdown in school history, and that does come in behind Mason Rudolph's 91-yard to James Washington back in 2016 against Pittsburgh. You were there for that. I was there for that. That was, it was beautiful in person. <laughs> I will say that. That was beautiful. And then also Zach Robinson to Jeremy Broadway back in 2008 against Iowa State for 95 yards. I wasn't there for that. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good, like, 21 years ago, so I was not there you for that. You might have been there. Um, I don't think so. Didn't
1: you go to games when you were two? Uh,
0: no. No? Okay. Two.
1: Wait, how old are
0: you? I'm 24. 24.
1: Okay, four.
0: Also, wait, did I say 20? I meant you said 21 years. No, so I didn't three. mean that. I meant, like, 11. <laughs> What is it? Two thousand? Okay, 2008, twenty nineteen. Eleven years ago. That was eleven years ago, not uh, twenty-one
1: years ago. Don't make me that old.
0: Okay, that really threw me for a loop. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> that doesn't sound right," because I do remember watching Zach Robinson play, and I was not two years old. <laughs>
1: But You <laughs> looked at me like, two? I know, I
0: was like, wait a minute, something's really off. I'm got 11 here, good. <laughs> gosh, okay, so both John and I are old. That's what we've come to That's, be
1: with. That's, yeah, 100% correct. We're right?
0: very old, and obviously we can't remember oh. when 2008 was. But, anyway, <laughs> back to the 90-yard <laughs> pass to Thailand. It was It was just a very nice look, because that is not only something that really got the whole team amped, but I think it really amps, uh Spencer Sanders as well. Because that was kind of a point in the game where... It wasn't looking like he had a lot of confidence out there. You could definitely frust- or see frustration start to flare, not like just within him, but I think a lot of like guys down on the field were really starting to be like, oh, like this is just so aggravating. Like things are not connecting. why like, things aren't working. But then. He's able to connect with Thailand for that. And that was just, that was a really big moment that I think changed the course of the game, honestly.
1: Yeah, it did. It, it, it's um, pretty much cemented it. I know that the Chuba touchdown was the one that made it 40 to 21, but that that one um, responded. It was 27 21 after Oklahoma State got the lead on Spencer Sanders' touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then Tulsa has to punt and they respond. They pin him back deep, you know, in the end. Uh, toward the back of the end zone, what would that be, the south end zone as we're looking at the field mm-hmm. here. And they chunk it deep, and they say, let's see if we can get 15 yards and get off the off the goal line. Mm-hmm. Nope, we'll take 90 <laughs> <Nope>. instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes plays like that, it kind of makes – because, okay, let's be real, everyone already knows this, so I'm not stating anything that's not a fact. I have grown up in a Cowboy family. I've watched a lot of Cowboy football, and when things like that tend to happen, I'm just sucking wind over here, just thinking, this is not going to look good. I don't like this. Anytime they pull it back for the long shot, I'm just like, oh, God, just hide, hide my eyes. But when when a quarterback is able to connect with a guy and make plays like that for that much yardage, that's just that's huge, and that's big time. And I think that really just was a confidence booster that uh, this team needed at the point, because... Tulsa was really giving them a lot of pressure, kind of like I said earlier on in the show. And, uh, you know, when you're just a team that is feeling a lot of pressure from a team that you probably had a great idea of what you were going to get when it comes to matching up with them, it can kind of deplete you of your confidence. And so it was good for them to get out there and have something like
1: that. Yeah, especially Spencer Sanders, as much as he was getting frustrated. It was hot out there. They were hitting him a little bit. Mm -hmm. They were getting after him. He was having to run, hold the ball. He wasn't able to get to the receiver that he wanted to get to. He wasn't able to complete the pass that he yeah. when he would throw it. So, so yeah, throwing. He was getting a little hot under the collar. Oh, and yeah. To, and to hit that 90 yarder, probably is a. If you put yourself in his shoes for a second, you probably take a step back and say, I didn't need to get hot under the collar. Yeah. I didn't need to get all, all yelling at people or yelling at my coach or whatever.
0: Yelling at the rest. We can yelling hear it at all the the night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> After every play. Um, he didn't need to do that. I think he grew. I think he realized that, you know, the, the, there was an opportunity there. Like I said, they're going to go for the 15-yarder, maybe get a 40-yard catch. Now it turned into a 90-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. He probably walked out of that situation going, it's all good. Yeah. I feel so much better. So just relieved. The weight lifted yes. off. If
0: you're able to make plays like that, I'm sure it's just a big, big-time confidence booster, especially for what is this guy, like 19 years old. Right. That's like my sister's age. Could you? Okay, that's a lot of pressure like for a young person. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, Some right? Age is my son. That would be like your son down there playing uh, human uh, football. Yeah,
1: my son doesn't play that well when he's playing like Madden. So.
0: Oh, so, you know? You know, it's, it was good to see it. But overall, I mean, is there anything else you want to touch on this game? There's... Just the
1: activity of the defense. That's what I'm going to write about mm-hmm. for our, the website, thefranchiseok.com. Check it out, OSU fans. Uh, eight tackles for loss. Three quarterback sacks. Ogbong, amen, Ogbong, Bamija. (laughs) I I almost said it. Amen, Ogbong, Bamija. Bamiga. There you go. Bamiga. Ogbong, Bamiga. Ogbong, Bamiga. Two and a half tackles for loss. One and a half sacks. Eight tackles. Um, You saw Malcolm Rodriguez all over the field. Eleven tackles. One and a half for loss. You saw Colby Peel with the quarterback sack that Mm -hmm. basically took all hope Tulsa had. He had ten tackles. Uh, Just a real active uh, swarming kind of defensive effort in the mm-hmm. second half for Tulsa after really kind of getting taken to the woodshed in the first half. That's that another thing sure. to, to grow from that. Um, we talked about Spencer Sanders, maybe growing through some adversity. The OSU defense tonight got force fed some stuff mm-hmm. in the first half, second half, they switched it up, made some changes started getting more aggressive, and you saw, you saw guys flying around. I think that's encouraging as well.
0: That definitely was encouraging because both Gundy and Jim Knowles were saying tonight that they made some serious adjustments at halftime because they knew what they had to do to put pressure on guys like Zach Smith and then Seth Boomer when he came in. And uh, there was just there were some playmakers on Tulsa's offense tonight, and I think they were able to really recognize that after a while, especially when Tulsa was able to take that lead. And so that kind of put the Oklahoma State defense in their place and really made them open their eyes a little bit more to what adjustments needed to be made, where pressure needs to be applied. And then as soon as Jim Knowles was able to really get that in his guys' heads, they never really looked back from there. Because, I mean, like we said earlier in the show, they were able to keep Tulsa off the board the entire second half. And that's how you know some real good, serious adjustments had been made in Mm -hmm. the locker room at halftime. Yeah,
1: yeah. And this this game, I mean, it's it was kind of it's forty to twenty one, which in two thousand nineteen feels like a defensive slugfest, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, seriously. uh, In addition to some of the good defense that we saw, some of the really good defensive plays, we saw some again some long ones and Mm -hmm. some some statistics. uh, I wanted to touch on with Tulsa real quick. Shamari Brooks, the Union kid, twenty nine carries, one hundred seven yards, two touchdowns. Zach Smith, seventeen of thirty, the Baylor transfer, of course, played against Oklahoma State previously, two hundred twenty eight yards, a touchdown was sacked three times, and then Keelan Stokes, their number two, their low receiver, his uh, big brother was Keevan Lucas, who was a small college All-American out here. Yeah, Uh, seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. But what strikes me about statistics in this game, OSU's run-to-pass ratio, 46-22, to Tulsa's run-to-pass ratio, 53-35. to How about that? Would you look at that? How about that? We're talking about OSU and Tulsa, two teams that in our minds we think, well, they're gonna throw it all over the yard. Yeah. They run it 65, 70% of the time, both yeah. teams.
0: I did I actually did notice that because there were there were a couple of times that I was pretty impressed with the way Tulsa was able to connect with different guys down the field. But especially they really utilize obviously with thirty two carries, they seriously utilized Juba Hubbard tonight. And then obviously Tulsa was utilizing their guys as well, just trying to run the ball. I think both teams saw that as kind of a strong suit. Yep. And so that was something that the opposing defenses they needed to key in on is that these guys are going to run the ball and they're pretty dang talented doing it also. So I think that was a major turning point in Oklahoma State's defense when they were able to recognize the guys on Tulsa that were running the ball. And then I obviously I thought Tulsa's defense did a pretty good job containing Chuba after a while. There were just a couple of times that Chuba was able to break free and that's when he picked up his yardage. But I mean, overall, yeah, that that really does surprise me a lot, too. And I was even thinking in my head, like, just throw it. Just toss it. Yeah. Like, D- uh, just try it. The pass should be it. there. I kept
1: thinking that, too, because Philip Montgomery so many times would turn and hand off in the, on the first play of the drive. And you're thinking, really? You're going run, to run up the middle again? Yeah. Yeah. But it was working in the first half, so right. why not keep trying
0: it? Just keep doing it. If it works, don't – what is it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. <laughs> did I you say picked I that You
1: really? that up in Pontotoc County. <laughs> I
0: definitely did. Is this
1: the first – Podcast with two sports personalities from Ada, from Oklahoma. From
0: Pontotoc County, Ada proud. Shout let's out go. Ada. Shout out to the Cougars. Yeah, th- this is probably the first the ADA. podcast in podcast <laughs> history with two Aidens. I don't know if that's a word, but it well, of is now it is. Yeah. Cougars, <laughs> two Cougars, two Cougs. So let's go. Uh, but yeah, John. Overall, decent game. Not bad. Somewhat entertaining, somewhat nail-biting. Hotter than hell. Ha- hotter than <laughs> hell out here in Tulsa, America. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's what you're going to get in a mid-September game here in good old Oklahoma. Yep. So, good stuff. It
1: was fun. Another great Saturday. I'm going to get on home and watch the Sooners. Uh, I think they tipped off kicked off. I said the same thing Brady tipped did. Tipped off. Brady said tipped off in our deal this morning, and I made fun of him. Now I said it.
0: See, but I always say kick off when we're on our bodca- er, podcast. Or, Podcast. When we're on our basketball podcast, it's, time to, it's time to wrap it up.
1: I think you just began a new <laughs> fitness out. craze called a podcast. A
0: podcast where we talk about <laughs> fitness and workout. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're just going to, like, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. So – uh, yeah, Oklahoma State takes a win at 40-21 to over Tulsa. They advance to 3-0 in the season. Tulsa's going to fall to 1-2. And next up for the Cowboys, they're back on the road to Austin, Texas, where they will face the fighting Sam Ellingers in the Texas Longhorns and uh, maybe get a little Matthew McConaughey action down there while they're at it.
1: Are you going down there? No, I wish.
0: Uh... I wish so bad. I'm not. I, I totally would. I have a lot of friends in Austin, but I'm not going to go down there. I have He's going to gonna be there. I have to work.
1: It's a big game. He's the minister of uh, propaganda or something. I
0: would freak out if I met <laughs> He literally is. Work he, li-
1: he works on campus. He draws a paycheck from UT.
0: So does he not act anymore?
1: Uh, yeah, when he wants to. Not when he wants to.
0: He's yeah. He can do whatever he wants. But, yeah, I guess we will see what happens next week. So thanks for joining us on Come After Me, I'm a Podcast. And we'll keep you updated throughout this football season with more OSU football.